Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 258 of We Podcast, and we know things where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hahn. Alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. How about Microsoft bringing Clippy back, huh? Oh, wow. How about... Did you see that? No. You Clippy, didn't see Clippy. Microsoft bring back Clippy? You don't remember... Oh, Clippy. Clippy. I oh, thought you said... God. I thought you said Cliffy, like Cliffy B, who made Gears of War, who no, retired because no. he he Cliffy. worked for Epic. <laughs> got it. The my, the fucking paperclip. Oh my god! I was gonna say if you don't remember him from computer class. Mm. Oh no! Know. Believe me, I remember Clippy. Yeah, I saw that article and I cracked up. I brought him back, baby. I was like, he knows Gears of War. What is happening, Cliffy B, so, baby? I bought an Xbox before anything, before Nintendo anything. We got an awesome show for you tonight. Really looking forward to this one. We got our picks of the week. We got trivia. Point five for Sam, zero for me. It is our race to eleven. Win by two. We recently started a new trivia challenge. Our seventh trivia challenge all time series. It is four to two. Me. Uh, we have movie section kicking us off tonight we have reviews for red notice we have our trailer impressions for morbius dropped like a three minute spot we're going to talk about that that's i'm probably most excited to talk about that tonight so i'm very very hyped for that discussion uh chris pratt strikes again we have a boondock saints piece of news in 2021 excited for that uh gal gadot and oppenheimer news in movies when we get to tv we're going to talk about the trailer and release date We got released month before, but now we got a date for the Book of Boba Fett. So we're ready and willing and able to talk about that. Gael Garcia Bernal is going to star in a Disney Plus project. So excited to talk about that. And we have the review and just a friendly reminder about a Showtime reboot happening this week in just a few days. And a star show that I love got renewed for a second season before Sam takes it over in gaming where we have the review for for, uh, Forza Horizon 5. Just to get it out there now, it got a good score. I I have my impressions of Super, I'm sorry, Mario Party Superstars on the Nintendo Switch where Sam and I, we love Mario Party. That's a big piece of our lives. We we go way back with it to the first on N64. We're going to talk about... Our least favorite. We've already done our favorite in some random episode, probably in 2018 when Super Mario Party came out. Our least favorite Mario Party minigame. Sam, I am looking very forward to this top three tonight, my friend. And I was going to say, it's funny. He mentioned Mario Party 1, and you better bet your ass a game for Mario Party 1 is going to be on my list. (laughs) Yeah, I have two. (laughs) I was going to say, you got to have, at least for OG, there's definitely some from 1 and 2. There has to be. Yeah, there is. And I'll give you a hint. Tug of War, not on my list. Not on my list. Although, I don't like the game. There are two more that infuriate me more. Okay. I like Uh, it. We have some news about Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Unfortunately, all of that is bad news. But we have some good news because we got a 15-minute gameplay blowout for Elden Ring and a release date for Spider-Man coming to Marvel's Avengers. But... Only for PlayStation players. I'll do a quick impressions of the new EP Thoughts and Prayers from Heart Attack Man before Sam hits us with his CGC TCG spotlight and we will get on out of here. We got Flyers Penguins. We got Jets Colts tonight, baby. It is Thursday, November 4th, 2021. But let's start where we customarily do with our picks of the week. I'm glad me and my girl finally saw it. I, I made her see the first one, Army of the Dead. And honestly, I like Army of Thieves better than that. 
Hmm. I thought Army of Thieves was way better. It wasn't just like a, you know, yeah, you did see a zombie in it, but it wasn't like a zombie movie, like a zombie apocalypse of what we got. It wasn't what we got in Vegas. But I just found out yesterday when I was making my notes that the actor who plays, you know, Sebastian, uh, you know, uh, was Ludwig Dieter. Mm -hmm. He also wrote it and directed it. Matthias Swetchenheimer. I love I, it. God knows I butchered that one. But, I mean, I was like, oh, that, that's awesome. I, you know, it's to, to be the, the it, it's always interesting to find a second movie that I like better than the first. And I honestly thought this was way better. Um, but, but basically he's. Wait, what did you say his name was? Because I'm looking at it now. Matthias Swetchenheifer. <laughs> Where's Swetchen? There's no N. I don't. I, there's an E. It could be Matthias because he's clearly German. Uh, but it's oh, God, yeah. sh- it's Schweighau- it's Schweighufer, 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 Schweighufer. Yeah, you could tell I took German and I have German descent in me. You have to Hufer because it's O yeah. with an umlaut over it. It's Hufer. You got to go Hufer. I, I, I should have just told you beforehand to to do it. You would have you know Schweighufer. That's actually it. Schweighufer. <clears throat> but our our girls in Nathaniel Emmanuel, you know from Game of Thrones and um hell, Nathaniel Emmanuel. <laughs> Yeah, Nathaniel Emanuel. That's literally her name. It's you, na- it's Natalie, dude. Yeah, what I say? Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Oh, Natalie. <laughs> Jesus God. Nathaniel Emanuel is what you well, say. Basically, she's just in the movie. She's just Hank Teller that recruits him to basically break in. Like it's an impossible test to break in these safes, steal the money, and obviously it never goes as planned. Yeah, and it was way better than the first one because technically, spoiler alert: if you've never seen the first one, I'm taking my earbuds out. No, I'm just kidding. You never see him. I you did. never see him die on screen. You know that this thing. If you never see him die on screen, they're not dead. So to me, the first one it was um, Netflix's most watched film during its debut weekend. So it makes sense that they do a third one in a kind of continuous story and possibly how he survived when the last moment you see him is he's putting the the one guy inside the safe. I'll just yeah. leave it at that. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I love heist movies. Like if you saw um, what was the uh, Mark Wahlberg one. Uh, the Italian Job. Yeah, yeah. So, like, even though that was a, a remake in itself, but I don't know. I, I really like this. I like the actor in it. I, I only knew really her and him from the first one, but I I really enjoyed it. I knew Zack Snyder just it was a story. I know he helped write it. He didn't direct it, but I, I think just let this guy do a third one because I, I think this was fantastic. What heist was harder to pull off, the Army of Thieves one or the uh, Ocean's Eleven casino one? What do you mean Ocean's Eleven casino one? Oh, but the, the, oh, the task? Oh, I don't know, man. This They yeah. both were, like, impossible. Goddamn. I don't know. Cool. I, I just, like, like the history behind this and the safe making, and it kind of, like, went deep. And I, I was intrigued by it. Like, I don't know. It, it definitely got, like, a little nerdy, but I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. My pick of the week, uh, it is November. And naturally, November 1st begins the Christmas season in my household. We have already decorated. God bless you. God bless you. We, we've already God decorated our kitchen. Fully, up. we don't put the tree up to the day after Thanksgiving. That's our tradition. Um, we have four trees. One of them is up. The second one will probably go up <laughs> this weekend. And then we have two trees: one for the kids and one for us, like the big trees. Oh. One's got Disney only ornaments. That's the kids' tree. And then we have our adult tree with all of our memories and shit on it. That'll be the upstairs tree where we put the presents. Probably going to put the presents down in the basement maybe this year. That'd be fun. But anyway, 
Uh, living room's almost done. We're not going to do the bay window just yet. We don't want to be that those crazy people. Well, we got the garland on the railing, the garland in front of the TV. We got all, nice, the, nice all the Santas and the snowmen. So we love Christmas in this household. So on uh, Halloween night, we always watch a Halloween movie and then a Christmas movie. That just kind of like is our transition into the new season. Thanksgiving is a part of Christmas in our house. And so we watched Freaky. That's not my pick of the week. We watched Freaky uh, with Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton. Really good. Like that's not my pick of the week, but if it if this next one wasn't, Freaky is really good and it's still on HBO Max. If you're looking for a horror comedy that's more comedy than horror, the kills are gory as shit. They're gross. There's not really too much horror to it. It's a really good movie. But we didn't get to watch a Christmas movie because we were both tired, long day, two kids, first Halloween, all that shit. So we waited till yesterday and we kicked it off with a seasonal Christmas movie. It starts at Christmas and ends at Christmas, but it hits all the seasons in between. I think it might've been my pick of the week this time last year. I don't know when it came out. I think I've talked about it before, but Holidate on Netflix is like one of my new favorite Christmas movies. I love it. It just came out in 2020. I watched it last year. I loved it. I definitely talked about it on this show. I don't know if it was my pick of the week or not, but it is now. Because we watched it last night, and I loved it just as much the second time. Emma Roberts stars as Sloane, and Luke Bracey is in it as Jackson. They're both single. They both have terrible luck with the opposite sex. So what do they do? They meet at a mall, and they they come together, and they say, instead of putting a label on it, instead of all the pressure of relationships, let's just be holidays. Every holiday, they get together. Not sexual, nothing like that. They just are companions for each other during the holidays. Obviously, shit happens and hijinks ensue and all this craziness, but I absolutely loved it so much. Um, I just love how it takes you through every holiday and all the fun shit they did and and uh, the will they, won't they aspect of it. I'm a cheesy rom-com kind of guy. I love a good old chick flick every now and again. And if you're looking for something to kick off your holiday uh, season in the right way, Holiday, it is on Netflix. I highly recommend it, everybody. That would be our pick of the week, both of them on Netflix. Army of Thieves and Holiday, two vastly different films. But Sam, <laughs> let's do our trivia. 0.5 for you, zero for me. I'm going to give you the question first. Give you a big whop and lead here. How's that sound? All right, Connors, I need it. No, you. This is so far up your alley. You might as well be bowling. <laughs> okay. Does that work? <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. It sounds fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> what issue of Werewolf by Night did Moon Knight debut in? 32. Yeah. I knew you would know that one without even hesitation. I own, a, I own a, a copy. Of course I would know that. Hey, I own a copy of all the Pokemon games. I don't know everything about those. Well, next time, maybe next week, I want to ask you a specific Pokemon's number. If you get it wrong, that's it. That's it. There's only 900 to choose from. That's good luck. Okay, here's your question. What was the shortest movie or shortest runtime in Toy Story movie series? Ooh, I actually thought about this recently. To be honest with you, um, I want to say it's one. Um, I mean, if I ask for your choices, there's only four. I, I was going to say, you got four to choose from, bro. If you need me to sound them out, I got you, bro. If not, you know what I mean? I'll leave it to you. I just I just feel like it's number one. Like, number one is that that's it for me. I, I just feel like. It, so you want to go with your gut and go with the first one? Yeah. Incorrect. Too? No, I'm kidding. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the first one was just really short, and then it was. It was 81 minutes. 
Jesus, it's not even an hour and a half? No, the second one is 92, third one is is 103 minutes, and the fourth one is 100 minutes. Yeah, the fourth one feels like 300 minutes. Jesus. Yeah. God, if the, the fourth I still one. Never seen it. I've still never seen the fourth one. It's fine. I don't like it. I talked to Pope Joy about it when it came out, and I said, yo, I hated the first time I watched it. And he watched it, and he was like, oh, it was, we loved it. I was like, bro, I don't love it. I still don't like it. It's just, it's fine now. I've watched it so many times. Like, probably. I don't think I'll ever touch one and two. One and two are classics. One, I don't even love any of them besides one. One is like the only one that I love. Two is fine. If it's on, I'll watch it. Three, I fell asleep in the theater. And four, I watched on Disney Plus during a pandemic and didn't care for it. Uh, let's get into it. I'm excited to talk about this shit tonight. We have the review. We're going to start off with Red Notice. If you've never heard of this movie or you're asking, why are they oh, doing the review? Jesus. Gal Gadot, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ryan Reynolds. How could it go wrong? Well, apparently they found a way. Red Notice starts with a lot of energetic potential, but then it devolves into a <clears throat> pastiche, whatever that is. Can't you just write a normal fucking word into a blah of other better films how about this a mesh of other better films cribbing scenes that feel like they were lifted straight from a myriad again chill with the words of films of indiana jones the dirty rotten scoundrels of the three megastar leads Dwayne the rock johnson equips him equips sorry acquits himself the best to committing to his FBI profiler as more of a brainy hero rather than just brawn, and it works. Reynolds exists as a quip machine who gets tiresome quick, while Godot feels like she's barely in it. While this may be positioned as a new franchise, there's nothing here that sets up any urgency or excitement to go on more adventures with this trio. Five. Uh-huh. I was going to say, I'm looking at uh, Rotten Tomatoes. They have it at 41%. Well, remember, we don't, we don't, we don't necessarily care about the tomatoes in this, but I get you. It's not great. It's not a great start because the movie's not even out yet. So when it isn't out yet, the tomatoes do matter because that's critics. I mean, it, you know, it's directed by uh, was it Rawson Marshall Thurber? He directed Dodgeball. Oh shit, Dodgeball and We're the Millers. We're the Millers Scott is a good movie. That's Emma Roberts too. Yeah, hey, so he's that. definitely been with uh, with a Dwayne Central Intelligence Skyscraper Red Notice. So I don't know. Definitely. This is one of those movies since it's on Netflix. I think it's coming to theaters too, but because it's on Netflix, it's like whatever. You know what I mean? You you throw it on. If you don't like it, you turn it off. That's how I'm going to approach it. I, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to say it. They're all paid like I feel like this was just a the movie. They went on vacation. They shot it in Italy. They got paid like twenty million dollars each. It's that like the most excessive. expensive. It's the most expensive movie on Netflix. It was two hundred million dollar budget. Jesus, that seems I mean, really excessive. I mean, I'm going to say it because I, I like. These actresses, spy heist movie. All right, you know, whatever. Take an hour and a half of my time. Is it only an hour and a half? That would be great. What was it? I feel uh, like it's, probably two. it's almost two hours, 115 minutes. All right, yeah. And that's with credits. So you're probably looking at close to an hour 40, hour 45. Yeah. That's fine by me. Again, not tomorrow slash tonight for all you listening. That Friday night in my house is Shark Tank and Mario Party night. That's what it is. Get over it. That's what we do. Saturdays is Michigan football, Sundays is football. That's just how we roll. So I don't know. I just, plus, it's the holidays. I don't have any fucking free time anymore. It's dude. the weekend. It's, it's all I get to myself. I don't even have it. I wish I did. We have zero free weekends until. Oh, you're done. You have 18 more years. February. No, February. We have no zero, literal zero free weekends. We had one November 13th, but then my buddy texted me to hang out with him and his kids, and we're going to go over their house. So, so no more. Maybe I'll see you in 2022. 
I would imagine the earliest. <laughs> Let's make reservations at a, at the uh, Outback Steakhouse. We'll hang out in February. That's Sam, good. there was a uh, trailer that dropped. This isn't the debut trailer. We got to look at it before, but that was a long, long time ago. It feels like this is the debut trailer, the kind of renaissance of Morbius, if you will. Uh, we got about a three-minute spot, real meaty stuff, very lengthy. Jared Leto is Morbius, Dr. Michael Morbius. What did you think of the Morbius trailer? It's like a spinoff of Batman. Kinda. I don't know. I was like, man, I'm, I don't he know. He turns into a vampire bat as opposed to a yeah, just a little spin off. It, it, it looks interesting. I'm not gonna say I'm not interested. I mean, it's definitely. I, I I'd rather go see this than go see Eternals, which is why I still haven't seen it yet. Oh my god, that's the second time I thought you said the Turtles two weeks in a row. You said Eternals. Yeah, I have Eternals. no interest in the Eternals. You know, it's like, ah, two and a half hours in theaters. That's that's tough. I have negative interest in great things. Yeah. I heard it slow as shit. Like the first hour is like a, a snail's crawl, and I was like, "Oh no, I don't really don't want to go see it." Yeah, but I, I mean, just... I mean, Jared Leto. I mean, he he. Let's be let's let's be real. He got a a, a short st- stick, as they say, as Joker. I mean, you know, he didn't get his scenes. I know whatever whatever the movie he says they filmed a whole movie with him, and he was in it for eight minutes. Yeah. So at least Morbius, it looks like we're actually going to see the character and see him develop. I'm going to give it a shot. Oh, me too. Me too. Not at all in theaters. I have zero interest in theaters, but this is a movie I'm looking forward to because this trailer, I didn't hate it. Uh, from a content perspective, um, I mean, did, what was it didn't he, bother what was, what was he floated on the vibration or some dumb shit? Was he what? I don't know. He was like flying or floating on some vibration oh, his, or his, some dumb shit. Uh, well, because he takes over a lot of the traits of bats, his bones become hollow. So he can kind of uh drift on like the yeah, on, like, I don't know. the wind I don't know. like that's, almost that's tough. if there's a big drift it's like Kate Moss and family guy hope windows open uh <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one I don't know. I, I I don't know that just looked ridiculous to me. Uh it, the CG know. for that didn't look great. A lot of the CG didn't look great. But at the same time and like his final transformation into the into the Michael Morbius final vampire bat thing it was also a little shaky, but that's fine. I thought it was fine. Like there was a scene at the end. Remember, he's not a bad guy. He's a good guy. And there is a villain. So I think a lot of that stuff where like they're in the sub, like the, the hangar with all the people dying. I don't think that's actually Morbius killing him. I think that's a villain. I think he's going to be very conflicted, kind of like Venom. Like, I almost feel like. And at the end, when the guy's like pissing his pants, he's like, I am Venom. No, I'm just kidding. I'm Dr. Michael Morbius. How are you? Like, I thought that was actually pretty good. I laughed. I chuckled. Um, I, I don't think this is going to be an attempted comedy. I think this is going to be Jared Leto's weird ass shtick. And I'm fine with that yeah. uh, because the only movie he's really ever starred in that I've seen recently is the little things, which came out this year. As a matter of fact, on HBO max, he was a killer and he wasn't great. Like it was a very slow movie and he wasn't in as much as I thought is really what I should say. Not that he wasn't great. He actually was actually pretty damn good. The movie itself wasn't great. I mean, he was in American Psycho. He was but I've never seen that. Room. I, I've never seen that. So Phone booth? Never uh, once, but I don't remember it. Colin Fowler, right? Yeah. Phone, uh, phone booth, Blade Runner 2049? Never. Dallas Buyers Club? Don't, don't care about it. Lord of War? Nope. Requiem for a Dream? I haven't seen that Fight in Club? 10 years don't care about that movie i know i'm in the minority alexander nope good night oh the outsider maybe if the not, outsiders done. no 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 the outsider the show that recently that was a movie, it was uh, a movie. Nah, i don't know what you're talking about there <clears throat> so like with with this i thought it was fine I, again it's a marvel movie but it's the sony 
kind of Marvel. It's that Venom verse. And like, again, you saw for the second time, Spider-Man in the background with, with the murderer. You saw, I mean, um, I'll tell you right now, Jared Harris, he's going to play the bad guy. Cause he always plays a bad guy. Al Madrigal, who's actually a comedian, Tyrese Gibson and Matt Smith. So interesting cast. I think Matt Smith is supposed to play the villain though. That's what I thought. At Maybe. least the main villain. That's what, that's what the heavy rumors were. And, also, um, because the character he's playing in the comics also becomes a vampire bat. And so they're kind of just the theory is that he's going to be the bad guy. And also, uh, it's it's I like the connection because you have the amazing Spider-Man Oscorp logo on the buildings. You have uh, Michael Keaton saying oh God. He's so already in it. They, they've and, already referenced what happened in San Fran, which and, is the Venom movie. So they're and, really crossing this big Spidey verse into a big thing here. And trust me, don't be surprised if he shows up in Blade or even if Blade has an end credit scene or, or some type of little nod. Like, you you will see them two cross paths. You're talking about Morbius because of the vampire yeah, thing, right? Of course. And that I think that would be fun. And and it depends on how this movie does. Like, this movie could be tucked away in a corner and never talked about again. But at oh, the no, same you- time, I'm more excited for this than I am about the Eternals. I'm more excited about this oh, God, than man. I was for Black Widow, for Shang-Chi, even though I still do want to see that. That's coming to Disney Plus in like a week. So I'm definitely excited to finally see that. Um, really, uh, almost any Marvel movie at this point. Venom's already out. Spider-Man is really the one that's kind of holding me up here with Marvel. The other reasons, I'm 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 pumped on the DC movies coming out. I'm pumped on Black Adam. I'm pumped on the, you know, sadly, I'm pumped on the Flash movie. If ever Ezra Miller wasn't, gotta get Batman. Come the main on. lead, the Batman is probably number one on the entire list. So I am. You know, I'm kind of reaching the end of my superhero fatigue. Like I'm ready to get out of it, but I need the thing to get me out of it. I don't think that'll be Morbius. I think that'll be Spider-Man. But because they kind of take place in the same kind of universe, the Spideyverse, I think Morbius is going to be that nice tie-over after yeah. Spider-Man with all the crazy villains and crossovers and cameos and returns that that movie's going to have. I'm actually looking forward to Morbius. Is there anything else you wanted to add? It's coming. This? It's coming January 28th. I also noticed that it's directed by Daniel Espinoza, who's also a character in the show Lucifer. That was just the character's name, Daniel Espinoza. Just thought that was funny. But yeah, um, um, uh, this, like you said, this looks way better and more fun to see than Eternals. And it's only a month and uh, actually I would call it more like two months because I think it's it's in between a month and a half and two months, but uh, after Spider-Man. So it's not like super long and there's no really other movie in the comic world that I'm going to see between that. I don't think there's a big DC because I think Batman's in March. So it doesn't step on the Batman's toes. It doesn't really step on anything's toes. This is kind of a standalone thing that I'm I'm excited for um, like yeah, a lot. I think it's going to be fun. You're going to have to see it. Go, you're either going to have to go see it in theaters or just wait. I, I'm predicting it now. 55 on my Rotten Tomatoes. 57 on Metacritic. But like the Venom movie, the audience of, of people is like completely split. You either hated it. Or it's kind of endearing. Like that's my a, prediction. I'll take a seventy. Give me a seven out of ten. I'm happy. I'll, I'll, honestly, I'll take a six. Honestly, I'll take it, a six. It'll be better than Venom. That's uh, you know, ugh, my gosh. But anyways, uh, so what did you think of this next piece of news? Chris Pratt is going to be voicing not Mario. We already know that he's going to definitely be Mario. But now he's going to be another animated classic character he's going to be voicing garfield in a new animated project is there something that's like chris pratt like syndrome like i don't know, like too much of chris pratt like i feel like he's everywhere he's becoming a nuisance that's yeah, what it's it, like it, it, he's it, becoming um like 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a mid 2000s actor that was in everything that just became annoying after a while, like Seth Rogen. Not Seth Rogen. Seth, uh, the fat one. Jonah Hill. But, Jonah but, Hill. But, you know. The fat one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm fat, so I can no, say that. <laughs> no, but I don't. It, it's just Chris Pratt, like just, even just Mario and now Garfield. It's like, well, you went from Bill Murray. Uh, that didn't really do, do well. You're trying, I don't know. I'm just like. Having him, you know, you were okay with, even with the Lego guy. I'd rather you stay in that room. Now you got to jump on these two. I don't know. I smell danger. I'm cool. Like, I was cool with. I'd rather him be Garfield than Mario, to be honest. I was cool with the Mario casting when it happened because it's like, whatever, give it a chance. Plus, the rest of the cast is actually super endearing. But now it's like. Ugh. Yeah, right. I, I, I'm. I don't know, man. But I ain't gonna lie. I'm looking forward to the see. Like, I'm probably, I'm never gonna go see theaters to see Garfield. But I'd rather see Garfield than Mario as, as of right now. Hopefully, that will change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If not, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, this Mario movie sucks. I'm gonna be so pissed. I don't care about the Garfield movie. My Just daughter wait Garfield. ten years. But I'll tell you, the Garfield uh, animated Christmas special is one of my favorite Christmas specials out there. It's so classic. Oh, but. Yeah. But new Garfield blows chunks, and now, Never it's seen be, it. now it's gonna be Chris Pratt Garfield. This is like OG Garfield, the Christmas special. It's on Amazon Prime. Matter of fact, it's twenty minutes. Can't beat it. It's actually on YouTube too, if you want to watch it. But it's fucking fantastic. John leads him to the Christmas tree with a bunch of lasagna. It's awesome. Uh, but anyway, I don't care about Garfield. I don't care about this casting. It's not a movie I'm gonna watch unless my daughter, who likes Garfield, says, "Daddy, can we go to the theater?" And she doesn't know what a movie theater is. So I think I'm all set. Like. Let's just be real. I'm good. Uh, the Boondock Saints 3, you heard this right, is reportedly happening with so- Sean Patrick Flannery and Norman Reedus and the director, the original director, set to return. Yep. And the same guy, Troy Duffy, he wrote, directed 1, 2, and 3. I mean, this, you know, they did the first one before. I mean, I think at that, that time, Sean Patrick Flannery was bigger than Norman Reedus. Uh, like Norman Reedus tenf- pumped like everybody. Tenfold, dude. He was tenfold when that first movie came he out. He was still, he was scud from Blade. Yeah. That, you know, Blade 2, that's who Norman Reedus was. I mean, yeah. so it, it was good to see that. Norman know, Reedus took off because of The Walking Dead. Let's not confuse things. Uh, true, true. I mean, that obviously definitely helped him. No, there. that was the thing. Name another thing. That he was in, not besides Blade Two. No, 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 but like that launched him. It was it was The Walking Dead. He became Daryl and synonymous with Daryl. Sean Patrick Flannery kind of went away a little bit. True. Uh, You you didn't see him. You you did see him in Dexter. Yeah, like for what half a season? season? A season, if that. Yeah, eight millimeter. He wasn't in too much. Yeah. So it's good to see him back. I'm happy about that. The Boondock Saints Two was a big flaming pile of shit. It, it, I mean, it wasn't obviously the first one was the best one. That's that's clear. But the second one had its moments. But it what were they? the greatest. What were they? I, I mean, I it. there were some funny lines. I, I forget, but I, I remember laughing in theaters. Well, to be fair, movies. Troy Duffy, who was the director of the first one, did also co-direct the second one, and he wrote the screenplay uh, of the second one. Ends was in it also. Peter Who's Fonda, that? Billy yeah. Connolly. So yeah. he, there were some good cast members in here. That doesn't make a good movie. Uh, I Red Notice tells us that. I'm I'm excited for this. I'm pumped. I'm ready to rock and roll on it because anything to wipe the taste of that second one out. I watched the second one twice in college and it was two hours and it felt like four and it was just hot fucking garbage. Whereas you go back to the first boondock saints and it's such a cult classic. It's such a like 
I mean, not much. It was only 10 minutes shorter. Yeah, I know that, but it didn't but feel it. Had, but you also had William Defoe. But you also, and, and like I said, you didn't, it didn't feel it. And like, there were Rocco. Like, can you imagine the, oh my Paul God. Smacker. Paul like, Smacker. What a great cast with the cat. The cat scene is one of the greatest. Is it dead? <laughs> and like, should have used beer. Like, I just, I love the whole thing about it. It was so good. And now, uh, I wonder what the villain will be. And I wonder if Willem Dafoe makes a comeback. Cause I kind of feel like oh. he's going, I kind of feel like he's going to, he's not doing like, I mean, I, I feel like he's doing everything. I see this mother humper in every movie. I, but I mean like the, uh, the, I don't think he's like maining in anything. So. Oh, I don't, well, he was always like a character guy. I feel like he always just yeah. jumped around. Yeah. Well, uh, give me your hype level one to 10 on this. A solid eight. Do you think in 23 or 24 or 22? What do you think? Probably 24. I mean, I, you know, this shit takes time. I, I'll be, I'll be patient. Is it going to be the single came out in 09? So yeah. I don't think they're in any rush. Are, do you think that because the first one especially was much more like low budget? Do you think they're going to go that way or do you think they're going to try and actually like pull out ah. some stops here and actually go with a nice high budget, like make a big triple A thing out well, of it? Well, yeah, I don't, they didn't even go crazy. The first one was six million, the second one was 10.6. Right. So, so it's you, like they, they never went to, I would stay in the same realm, maybe 10, 12 million, something like to keep it low. Dude, Norm, Norm, Norman, Norman's fans alone, I think, are enough to support that movie. <sighs> I'm at like a five. I'm I'm happy it's happening, but like, did it have to? Like, is I our? I think if I rewatch the first one, I'll get more hype for it. Are our lives gonna minute. be any better? Hey, uh, real quick, I for some reason I put down a one for my trivia. Did I get it right today? Yeah, you did get it right. We well, both did. What was your question? You said Toy Story. Oh, and I didn't even take the answers because there weren't any answers because it would just been the four movies. Yeah, unless Got you it. want to do the point five automatically because there was four movies. That's it's a facto. But nah, anyway, I'm, set. I'm set. I'm set. I was looking through my notes real quick and I was like, 1.5 to 1. Got it. Got it right. Gal Gadot will play the evil queen in Disney Plus's Snow White live action film. Not sure we have too much to add to this one, but uh, definitely a familiar face to a familiar character. No, I think it's good. Get a change. Get out of Wonder Woman. Do a little evil part. I think it's, it's a good little change of pace for her. Just another actor slash actress to kind of cross over into the Disney realm and yeah. DC Warner Brothers realm. I like when people do both. It should not be one or the other. There should be nothing in this world that is exclusive except for Pokemon games to Nintendo. That's it. <laughs> That's the only thing I ever think should be exclusive. Uh, we got a big update on the Oppenheimer cast. Uh, do you have the notes in front of you with who who is all cast in that? I forget. I have to go look it up. Starring Killian Murphy, who's been in almost every single one of his films. Um, I I believe Emily Blunt's in it. Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, damn um, Leslie Grove. So there are some awesome people in this film. Um, was it based around the development of the the atom bomb? Yeah, that was who. So I'm in. Come, just like sign me up. I, I'm all. I think I I accept his last one. I'm slacking on it. But his deal's crazy. This is the first one that, besides since Memento that that he hasn't made a film with Warner Brothers. So he, they promised him a budget around $100 million equal to the marketing budget. Total creative control, 20% of the first dollar gross, 100-day theatrical window, and a blackout period from the studio when the company would not release another movie for three or four weeks after his release. Yeah, the big news. deal. The big news was Robert Downey Jr. and Matt Damon 
joining the cast. And it's just like, holy smokes. At this point, like what a star studded cast. Like you said, Emily Bunt, Emily Blunt, Killian Murphy, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr. And others. There was even more. Um, they kind of shortchanged the other folks who were cast in this. Ludwig Gorson, Jennifer Lame, Hoyt Van Hoytema. I love and Louis Strauss. I just love listening to you. Oh, do butcher things. all these names. <laughs> oh my god, it's my favorite thing in the world. Oh, sorry, everybody. It's awesome. No, I don't know. You Dude, could be doing just it right. just alone. You have Killian Murphy, who's amazing in Peaky Blinders. Still can't wait for the final season. I, I mean, just the development of the Adam on this probably gonna be a two two and a half hour movie. Sign me up. I can't wait. The height meter, 10 out of 10. Let's switch to television where we got a trailer and release date for the book of Boba Fett. Kind of a Star Wars story inside of the Mandalorian universe. We now know. We knew December. We now know December 29th. I'm telling you now, this will count on uh, towards our like picks of the year for next year. There's no way I'm going to try to you know count this towards this year. That's not fair. It'll go towards 2022, just in case anybody cares. But uh, what did you think of the trailer for the book of Boba Fett coming to Disney Plus? I I actually can't wait, man. I I think it looks awesome. So so what? This is just going to be them taking over for Jabba, and they're just going to just what rule their part of the galaxy. I don't give a shit, man. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for this. Like, I don't care. I, I, I want this. I thought. I just thought it was so whatever. Like oh you oh you like you didn't give a shit about anything. I didn't think it was bad by any stretch of the imagination, and I liked that it's the you know Boba Fett actor oh, from guy, Mandalorian's gotcha, coming gotcha. back and all that stuff. It was Kimber cool. Morrison. Yeah, but I don't. I just didn't care. It's only six episodes. I think it's ten episodes. What? I swear to God, it was six. Whatever. I don't. That just means I don't care even that much more. I don't care. Ah oh, man, I'm gonna get grilled for this one. Um, this trailer, gone. this trailer did, I don't think he listens anymore. Uh, I don't he think does. this trailer did a goddamn thing for me. Uh, I knew it was happening. I knew it was coming out and I still didn't watch so, it for like a so day. Even though when they be like, okay, we have a tie in with Ahsoka Tano. We have, you know, Vader's in it. Don't matter who's but, in it because I'm not passionate about star Wars. Mandalorian, what about the Mandalorian? Because I, but I didn't like season two. So I'm not passionate around Star Wars enough to care. Are you going to see season three? Because they're of shooting. Of course, it out. I'm going to see season three. I'm going to watch every episode of Book of Boba Fett too. They're but I'm not excited out, for it. Like okay. this is one of those shows where I'm going to watch it because I kind of have to. Like it, we have a podcast where if I skipped the Book of Boba Fett, I would be doing our listeners a disservice, and I'd probably be doing me a disservice. But I just don't care enough about Star Wars to continue to like wait for another i knew two days in advance this trailer was going to drop i have a friend who told me it was coming and i didn't believe him because he was like i'm on the inside and i have knowledge and i said no you don't and he did the podcast bro he <laughs> sent me a screenshot of the trailer and he was like this is dropping in two days and i was like whatever forum you found this on because that's what i think i don't think you have a source i think you're probably on 4chan you're uh, a fucking idiot. Yeah, like, <laughs> Two reviews. Don't believe anything. And uh, and he was right. And it happened. And he was like, told you. I said, that doesn't make it good. It just makes me not care. I didn't watch it for a day after it came out because I just didn't care. So with that being said, you can everybody stop grilling me. I'm sure I'll like the show. I'm just not super hyped for it. So you talk more about it. I mean, is this a show that you're like, that's right up there in terms of hype with Mandalorian? Is this thing kind of pulling you back into the star Wars universe? Or is this just something that you're like, cool. I'm hyped because it looks awesome. No, it's just that I'm hyped because I feel like it's been a minute since I, again, I just finished watching the star Wars visions. 
So it's like I, I kind of want to like just get my toe back in it. So we have some time. It's not like it's happening now. I think it's what the end of December, just 29th, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I like Mignel Wen. I like Terry Nadens the Shield. She's a badass. She's like 50 plus, still kicking ass. So I, I'm, I'm in for it the first. I got to give it a shot. Mm. Shit, I, I watch Bad Blood. If I got through Bad Bloods, I could watch anything. <laughs> b- b- the Bad the bad Bloods? Is oh, it? Bad oh, Batch. Bad excuse me. Sorry. I, Star you know, Wars I mean, Fanatic Matoro over here. It's his new screen name for AIM. I Hit him said up. Fanatic. I just said <laughs> I, I made casual fans. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Gael Garcia Bernal. We teased it up front. Has been cast to star in Disney Plus's 2022 Halloween special, which is believed to be Werewolf by Night by Marvel. Uh, the introduction of Moon Knight in, in issue 32. That's why I had the, the question for you at the top of the show. We do not know, however, if it is Werewolf by Night, but the rap has all but confirmed that that's what it will be. And even Variety and Deadline have been specking on that. So we're getting a Werewolf by Night special in 2022. And we now know that Gael Garcia Bernal will start as the lead role. I mean, it makes sense. It's coming out Halloween special. So yeah, Werewolf by Night. Okay. I mean, he made his first appearance in Marvel Spotlight number two. So I mean, again, Without Werewolf by Night, we would have no Moon Knight. So I am eternally grateful for this character. So, is, I mean, if he's showing up, it only makes sense that we're going to see Moon Knight. So I am all here for the show. I am. Uh, well, it it should come after the Moon Knight show, too, which is maybe Moon Knight can even cameo in it. No, because, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, it. Oh, gosh. What was I about to say? Uh, 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 I don't remember. I had something, and it was. I was gonna say, I I don't know the actor. Maybe you know the actor with something he's in. Yeah, he was in old recently. Um, M Night Shyamalan. Oh, M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, 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 and he was in something else. I cannot remember. But again, one of those like smaller actors who we don't know a lot about, cast in a major Disney role. Uh, I'm here for that. The rap had said they were looking for a 30-ish aged Latino to play. I hope it is Jack Russell because I just think that's the the fucking most clever name. Um. For a dog, and, and, no, and he was asked, like Jack Ross, did you name it after a dog? And he said, no. He's like, I never had a dog growing up. I don't own a dog. I was like, how interesting is that? He named it Jack Ross. I never owned a dog. And you believe him? No, he was dead serious. He said, and you, I, I never and you believe him? Yeah. I'm sorry, brother. I don't believe that for a heartbeat. Not I mean, even for one single heartbeat. I mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah, like if he would have, but it's it, to me, it's funny that he doesn't have a dog. He, he never owned one, but you know, but at the time he didn't. I don't know. Just thought it was funny in the interview. Uh, by the way, it's not, it's like I just saw it for the first time, but it was about an hour ago. The WWE released Eva Marie, if you didn't uh, see Oh, that. that's my girl. Yeah. On top of Nia Jax and like Keith Lee and like 15 other people. Yeah, good. Let him go to AEW. At least, at least Keith Lee. I don't give a fuck about anybody. Carry on cross. None of them. But Keith Lee is one of the best on the planet. So have fun at AEW, my friend, uh, where Bray Wyatt's about to come. So anyway, moving on. This is where I am so excited to talk about TV tonight because twofold. Number one, a friendly reminder that Dexter New Blood starts this week. Talk about a show that snuck up on us. Jeez Louise. And I don't even have Showtime yet. Oh, well, that was an anticlimactic. Yeah, I know, I'm just I'm realizing now, like, I, I guess I'm going to have to pull some strings and 
Make it happen. <laughs> no, Sam, you can't have my logins. Uh, I am so pumped for this Sunday night. Like a, good, a good friend would be like here. Uh, well, then I guess you can send me back the N64 controller, you bastard. <laughs> Sam, by the way, it's Sam safe. and I both got our N64 controllers, just so you all know. And, and, they, and they are beautiful. By they the are just stunning and heavy. Uh, I am more excited for this than I am for anything else coming out for the rest of the year. And that includes Pokemon. And that includes Spider-Man. I'm just so excited for this. And it's even more exciting because the review, the reviews have come out and we obviously have IGN's thoughts as we do for things we haven't seen yet for reviews. Again, IGN, we use as our source impressions is our own Dexter returns reborn with a few tweaks and fidgets to the formula, but not so as to mask the malicious fun and hallmarks from the old show that return anew under original showrunner Clyde Phillips. Michael C. Hall slips effortlessly back into his old sociopath role as time away, a change of scenery has done wonders to revitalize this once omnipresent pop culture icon. Cold Snap, which is the series, uh, I guess, season or series premiere, that's what they're reviewing here, the episode one, Cold Snap, is a great and grisly opener for New Blood, setting the stage and delivering a Dexter Morgan doing his damnedest to remain chaste on the murder front. Whether or not contextually this is all just shot as a do-over feels irrelevant because New Blood's mix of old and new holds a ton of promise. I'm going to say 7. An 8 out of 10. Eight's good to hear. I'm, I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes has it at 64%, but they are praising Michael C. Hall. He's still... He's still compelling portrayal of the character dexter morgan i wouldn't be shocked if deb because like i've heard that it's not great i wouldn't be shocked if deb is like a reason that they uh aren't happy about it she's definitely apparently she's very straight laced and very much like in the vein of harry as opposed to her um like vulgar self over his shoulder she's very straightforward and i don't know if that's the deb that but apparently, I don't know if it works or not. I'll know on Sunday. Like I'm going to give my impressions of episode one next week. I'm excited for that. I hope you see it in time. I would I imagine so. you'll I mean, find hey, a way. I'll f- you, I think you'll find a way. I, I I hope. I mean, if there's a will, there is always a way. But you know, if not, you know, you still got to give your you know review. Just you know, <laughs> be careful with spoilers. I will be most careful with yeah. spoilers until the series is over in sometime in 2022. I will be most. Mm-hmm. careful uh in our last story in tv heels which is just fucking phenomenal has been renewed for a season two its stars eight episodes season one you don't have to like wrestling to love this show Stephen amell fantastic lars anderson fantastic kelly Berglund, absolutely fantastic she might be the best character on the show it is so stinking good that you absolutely need to watch it and to now know it's coming back for a season two. After the way it left us in season one, I was hoping, I was praying, my prayers have been answered, my friends. Heels is a sleeper. Don't sleep on it any longer. One of the best shows of 2021. Do not miss out on it. I'm so excited that it's back for season two. Hey, and I'm glad it didn't get axed like a lot of shows don't really get that that sophomore season. I'm glad, to, again, a wrestling show was... On it, stars it, too, which it, is not a popular. The changes premium. weren't good that it was going to get signed. So to see our boy Stephen Mel going for another season, I know he's filming Code Eight Two now. He's filming right now, so it's good. After that, he's going right back to heel. So that's great to hear. I still got to watch it. I'm yeah. slacking. Yeah, but now let me take it over in gaming. We got some reviews. We got an impression. But I'll start with the big one: the game that we both thought looked beautiful. Let's have the review for 
Forza Horizon 5. Yeah, and you'll be coming over hopefully next week to see it live in action. Cause on the 85-inch screen the 85. TV. With the new LED backlights, baby. Oh, yeah. I forgot the little, the little touch-ups. Oh, we touched it up, baby. I finished the basement, by the way. Painted it. Everything is done. We are 100% done this basement until uh, we do the flooring in a couple of years. But that's neither here nor there. That, that's moment. down the road. Forza Horizon. By the way, this is a long one, so strap in. Forza Horizon 5 is a deep and nuanced car nirvana for rev heads and auto geeks to endlessly collect, tinker, and experiment. It's also extremely accessible. Uh, I'm sorry, an extremely accessible racing spectacle open to everyone from deluxe edition diehards to game pass nomads, no matter their driving skill or mechanical knowledge. It is occasionally goofy, but always earnest and a romantic ode to the magic of road tripping through the postcard perfect vacation vistas. It's a long haul MMO inspired racer that's exploding with more races, activities, and event types than can comfortably fit in some parts of the map, which, by the way, is basically all of Mexico. And yet it still always feels relaxed rather than daunting. It never locks you into something you don't want to do. And it also steadily rewards you for however you choose to play. It looks beautiful, it sounds magnificent, and it's glorious. Yes. Forza Horizon 5 is a lot of things. Above all, however, it is a result of a racing studio at the peak of its craft and the best open world racing game I've ever played. I mean, I after that, I have to give it a 10. Yeah, that is absolutely what it has been given is a 10 out of 10. And I cannot wait to play this game for just the visuals alone. It looks stunning. Oh it's it's hands down the best racing game. I mean, I don't think anything else. T- I would love to say Initial D's better, but it, there's no touch in it. You talking about graphically or just like overall? I mean, I, I would. I mean, graphically, number one, that goes without saying, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, Mario Kart Eight numbers just came out. It's it passed Mario Kart Wii. It's now in the thirty eight millions. It's going to be at forty potentially by the end of the year. Uh, I mean, it's the greatest selling racing game ever. So I I don't know. I don't know from like okay, a racing more for kids, like, but like graphically, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think none touches it. Yeah. Graphically Forza will take it, but like gameplay Mario Kart's fucking tight. So we will see, but Forza horizon five, just stunning in every way. I cannot wait. I am one of those game pass nomads, but I want to put this out there to everybody in the world. That's going to wait on my impressions for this. You included Sam. I have a series S remember that not a series X. A Series S can go to 1440p, not 4K. So we will not. I mean, it's so close, but we will be watching it. It's the PC version. I got it. As I play in 1440. (laughs) And I would imagine there's going to be some hiccups graphically and some loading time potential issues. Oh, it's going to hum like a friggin' engine. Yeah, the, the Series S just isn't the X. And so. Um, I will see what that looks like. I mean, that'll all be a part of my impressions is how does it play on the S, which has been so much more readily available than the X that'll all come a part of it. But I am so excited for this game. I haven't been this excited to play a racing game, excluding Mario Kart, because again, that's a neat, that's a more of a niche racing game since initial D. I mean, this is the one I've been waiting for. I cannot wait to play this. Um, this is going to be a, if you want a, an example of what the next gen consoles can do. This is going to be it, my friend. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it gets any better. I don't know how it gets any better than this, to be honest. Like, uh, I, Halo, I Halo like comes out in December, so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we, you're right. 
What God of War? What else can be better? Oh, God of War looks looks fun. <laughs> now, a game that I'm really looking forward to hear what you think. Let's get your impressions for Mario Party Superstars. What do you think I'm going to say? Like, what do you think my first words will be? I fucking love it. It's fucking great, dude. <laughs> of course. Oh, dude, of course. it, Dude, there's it's no so way you're good. not going to like it. Dude, it's so good. It's so charming because it's all of the best of the, th- the first three Mario parties rolled into one. Like, what's there not to love? And they didn't do it a disservice. They did it well. Like, this game is so much fun because it just brings back all the best things about the old games. Lovingly crafts, like, screenshots and stuff like that from the old games, too. Like, it's got, like, the original boards, old, like, JPEGs and stuff. And, like, there's, like, a story built into it that on Yoshi's Island back in the N64 days, this was happening. But over the last years, they've been waiting for a new superstar. And today is the day. And it just looks ten times better. The mini games play ten times better. They are all really, really fun, and none of the shitty ones like I'm going to talk yeah. about. It's yeah, so they, they know what works and what doesn't. They had, what, eight, nine games to, to choose from or like to, to learn from the mistakes? Ten plus Super Mario Party, so 11. And that's just for main console. That's not for handheld, like the top 100 and shit like that. So, yeah, they've had a lot of experience. They pull mini games from all of them. They pull the boards from i mean why wouldn't you you have like you just said 10 plus games i mean come on of course yeah. this game is going to be great yeah i it's mean mo- most of the mini games or at least a lot of them are from the n64 era now what's cool is you can actually pick before the game starts what mini games you want they have do you want just n64 ones do you just want gamecube ones do you want all of them like it's a really cool thing that you have so much customization why over how you want, you want to play the game yeah i i always pick all of them um, and like you can choose the bonus stars you want. Do you want the bonus stars that are new where they only give you two as opposed to three and they're random as opposed to the classic way, which is always most stars, most um, mini games, one and most special spaces like you could. And that's the way I choose to play because I like the fact that you get three as opposed to two. Just simple as that. Um, so that's a lot of fun. The roster is a little smaller than I thought. I have to imagine uh, they'll be bringing in free updates with new playable characters as a way to keep this game alive. I'm obviously the way to do it is paid DLC with five characters and a new board for five bucks, but who knows if they'll actually capitalize on that. Um, Cause five boards, that's the big drawback for this game. Super Mario party had four. It felt undercooked. This has five, only one of them from Mario party three. So like two from one, two from two and one from three. And I, why not make it six? Why wouldn't you just do Two, two, and two, especially when all the other Mario Party games up to Super launched with six boards. That just doesn't make sense. Less work, but it is it is gorgeous and it is fun. I have been Waluigi every time. Uh, the multiplayer is fun. The online works surprisingly excellently. Um, very, very few like stutter and lag and slowdown. It did happen, unfortunately, once during a mini game where I did get bumped on it um, on a mini game. I thought I could have won and the, the online lagged like crazy and, and I totally got effed up. But other than that, it's, it was really good. I played two online matches against random people. It was so much fun. I came in third place and second place. So I've yet to win an online game, but I've won the four single player games I've done. I've done one almost every night for the past week. I've done six and six nights. So that's kind of been my lay in bed played on the OLED um, cause I beat Metroid dread now. So I'm kind of looking for the new thing and it's just so much, it's just so much fun, but like 
the mini games are the star, obviously. Yeah. Um, the the way they're yeah, done, there to play, right? Yeah, the way they're done now, it's just so good. Like, I love it. All the fun games, like bumper balls, is has never been fun. They even added some ice in the middle of it to make it even harder. Um, it's that those are the games I love. Skateboard scamper, like it's it's perfect. But in Mario Party's history, there have been some shitty, shitty mini games. So I want to get into our top three for the week because I love it. Super Mario, I'm sorry, Mario Party Superstars. Can't recommend it enough. Hope everybody goes out there and plays it and checks it out. It's totally worth the money. I think they're going to add future content. So that five board thing might get better in the future, but I think they'll definitely add playable characters. But over the years, top three least favorite mini games. I want you to start. My number three. From Mario Party 1 on N64, Bash and Cash. Hmm. I, if you remember the game that you're basically in a Bowser suit and the other guys are just have hammers. And mm-hmm. if you're a Bowser, you're just jumping around. You can't do nothing. You just jump. Basically get beat. Other guys steal each other coins. I don't. I, I just fucking hated it. Just three people with hammers. This little ass circle. I fucking hated it. <laughs> My number three is from Super Mario Party, as a matter of fact, on the Nintendo Switch. Most of those games are amazing. I think of Sizzlin' Stakes and a lot of those games with, you know, a lot of them were, mo- actually all of them, I think, were like motion controls with the Joy-Con, HD Rumble. And there was a one that stuck out to me where whenever we got it, I just never wanted to play it. And it was called Rumble Fishing. And uh, the reason I didn't like it, it was a time-based thing where you have to... Uh, you're on like a cloud and the four of you are on a little lake and you have to go to spots of the lake that are like bubbling and you feel a rumble and you have to get the the biggest rumble and you cast your line and whoever gets the biggest fish wins. The problem with that is a it's timed and there's a lot of spots. So it's really just go find a spot and hit a and hope for the best and B, the worst part about it. My friends is the spots go away. So if you don't get there in time, how can you even see what the biggest rumble is? And it goes away. So if like you go to this one spot and you feel it rumble and you're like, yeah, you know what? Let me see if there's one bigger out there. And you go to another one. The first one goes away. So basically it's hit A or don't. And and it just feels like it's a big piece of trash. I don't like it. It's all luck. Give me a different mini game. That's my number three. My number two is from Mario Party 2 for Nintendo 64. Mecha Marathon. Hmm. Remember game, basically you have to mash A and B at the same exact time and you basically wind up that dial that kind of like floats or flies to the line, but like you can never wind up or press them buttons that fast. So if the AI automatically ever like always wins. So mm-hmm. just what's the point of playing this game? Just break my fingers. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And, and they just kind of float and there's 10 yards, 20 yards, 30 exactly. yards. Exactly. Yards. Oh yeah, I remember that game. That game, that hurt the hell out of your thumbs and I would always twist my controller to the side so I can mash straight up. Hey, yeah, it was the only, the, to find your awkward way to press that button as fast as you freaking can. <laughs> yeah, my number two and my number one are both in multiple Mario Party games. I don't know how and why because these things are hot hot trash. But my number two is Bowl Over. And little, little known fact about me. I was the captain of the high school bowling team in my senior year. I yeah, walked on really and was, was named. I was walked. I walked on. I was named captain. So you'd think I love bowling. And I generally do. Wii bowling, some of the best shit out there. Connect bowling, super fun. Bowling in Mario Party, not so much. It's a 1v3 minigame where the one player is the guy who does the bowling. And the three other players are the pins. And the pins can kind of like jump around to get out of the way a little bit. Okay. It is so goddamn impossible if you're the person bowling. It's the worst ever. It's fine if you're one of the three. It's a great mini game if you're one of the three. But if you're the one player 
What a hot piece of trash that game is. It's almost mm-hmm. damn near impossible to win. It didn't get better in Mario Party. I think it was one and two. Maybe not. Maybe it was two and three. I can't remember. But in the second game where it was supposed to be better, it didn't get better. It's garbage. Bowl <laughs> over for someone who loves bowling. God, I hate that minigame. <laughs> My number one from Mario Party 3 and 64. The beat goes on. Oh, I like that one. Uh, no, I, I I don't. I, I have a bad memory, even as a kid. I can't remember these drum beats where buttons to press and go with the rhythm. Number one, it was the longest minigame. I, I think the goddamn date. I feel like every other minigame was, you know, 20, 30, 40 seconds. This one was like five minutes. Absolutely uh, not. Get this the, fucking game out the game. Do you remember the honeycomb one where the tree and you had to pick one or two and it was just basically luck and that you didn't get fucked? You remember yeah, that but one? It, it, better that than one was the one. But that one was long as telling you. That one was long. I trust you. Nothing else on this one? Nope, that was, that was my number one. My number one was uh, is Castaways from the original N64 games. I think it was one and two. Could be two and three. Again, I, I can't remember. But you're all standing on the shore fishing, and things come across the screen, and you have to hit A to cast out your line and like bring back the coins. But you never know how hard your A button is being pressed because the N64 didn't have haptics, so it just kind of did its thing. And so you hit, you tap A, and you always cast the line too short. You hold A, you cast the line too long. You think you nail it, but then you can't reel it back. And when you do reel it back, nothing's on your line. Everybody loses. The one person who gets one basically wins one to nothing every time. It's a big piece of shit, and I hate the game. Let's stop playing it, everybody. Castaways, the worst Mario Party game I've ever played. Oh, Jesus. I always like the negative top threes we do because it's fun to shit on things every now and again, and I think we get a lot of laughs that way, but let's move on. Uh, I love Mario Party Superstars. I recommend everybody with a Switch, if you've ever played a Mario Party game, especially the N64 games, you owe it to yourself to play this one. AGDQ 2022 games games list has finally been revealed. Yeah, this one is uh God, it's, Uh-oh. it's no, it's it's catching up or it's it's sneaking up on me, man. It's it's insane oh, how I, I, at first I was like, "Oh, the game list or they're not that good?" It's 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 not going to be one of my I'm sure I'm going to love it anyway, but it's not going to be one of like the marathons where I'm like, "Got to stop everything for 7 days, got to watch all of it." It's got its high moments, but it's also got its low. And when you're in your 11th freaking GDQ, there's, I get it. You don't want to do the same games every year. You don't want to do Mario 1 and Mario 3 and all this stuff. But there are staples that belong in GDQ. There should be an old school Mario game. There should be a Metroid game. And like, at least, you know, like Super Metroid, if nothing else, just just because. And um, there's not. And so I'm a little disappointed there. I know Metroid Dread's just a little too new, and that'll become a GDQ staple because it's just that good, and the speedrunning community's already been fantastic. But it's got its high notes. Uh, I'm not going to go through every game, but like Act Razor, there's a race for that one. I'm really excited for that. Um, you're going to like this marathon because there's a lot of PS5, the most PS5 so far of the three events that have been around. They since. just probably want new content. I mean, it's also because there's some really good speedrun games on there, but like Crash Bandicoot 2. Cortex Strikes Back, 100%. Looking forward to that one. Uh, Dead Rising, Deathloop. There you go. Uh, Diddy Kong Racing, a three-way race for Diddy Kong Racing. That's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 on the Super Nintendo, a four-way race. Earthbound in just an hour and a half. So looking forward to that. Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade, the intermission 
bonus game. So the PS5 version, and that's a race. So we're getting a PS5 race. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Gunstar Heroes, a Hades race, Halo 5, the full game in just an hour and a half. Uh, Halo 1, the full game on Legendary in just an hour 17. Um, the old Judge Dread game on Super Nintendo. Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, one of my favorite games of the year. Uh, the PC version is going to be run in just under an hour. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 1 plus 2, that's going to be fun. Kingdom Hearts 2 Randomizer. Um, what else do we got? Uh, Mario Kart Wii, Marvel Spider-Man, the remastered version. Um, on PS5, the Silver Lining DLC, any percent is going to be fun there. Mega Man 2, Mega Man X4, Metroid Prime Hunters is the Metroid game, which I'm pissed. Uh, Metal Warriors on the S. There's one, though, from the franchise. But it's, like, not my favorite. Um, it's a fine one. It's not my favorite. The Pokemon games are fine. They're not my favorite either, but one of them's cool. The other one is, it's okay. A Pokemon Crystal Randomizer Race. I like randomizers. That's fine. Um, but yeah, that'll be a, what, one, two, three player race between three of my favorite and the best Pokemon runners in the world. So that's actually going to be cool. And then, uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, a race Omega Ruby versus Alpha Sapphire. So I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Yeah. That one's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Psychonauts two, which just came out this year, Ratchet and Clank, the original 2002, uh, in just 23 minutes, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, PS5, New Game Plus, an hour and 40. Resident Evil Village, Village of Shadows, Glitchless. That's probably my most hype run of the entire marathon so far. The hardest difficulty, I couldn't come close to beating it. Uh, glitchless, which is always fun. I love playing the game naturally, just fast. That'll be great. Returnal on PS5, another PS5 game. A fresh file, uh, which is always great because... I, I don't love New Game Plus, so it's nice to see that. Rocket League? <laughs> I don't Yo, know I'm, how that's going to work. I'll, I'll always watch Rocket League. I, I truly think that game is still underrated. I don't know how they're going to make it work. A workshop showcase. I don't know what that means. Maybe a new game or something? It's I don't know what that means, but it's 55 minutes, so I, I don't know how they're going to do a Rocket League speed run when it's a competitive game, but I'm sure there's a way. Where there's a will, there is a way. Uh you just talked about Samurai Jack last week. Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. Oh, um, that's awesome. In 45 minutes. PS2? So, uh, they're playing the PC version, but yeah. PC, okay. Uh, Sekiro Shatters died, Shadows Died Twice Blindfolded. What? Right, that's I'm, crazy. Holy shit, I missed that. That's crazy. Sonic Episode, uh, Sonic 4 Episode 2, Sonic Jam, Sonic R, Sonic Adventure DX, uh, Spider-Man 2 on the 360, Splatoon 2. SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom, Stepmania. Oh man, that's gonna that, be cool. That's a throwback. I loved Stepmania. And watching speedruns of it is crazy, dude. The, the the speed they go at is nuts. Super Mario 3D Land, Super Mario Galaxy Race, which is gonna be hype. A four way race. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania Race. That's gonna be great. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Hyperstone Heist on Genesis. That'll be great. Um, a, Let's see. The Cryon Conquest, which is an old NES game that I love, so I'm, I'm hyped for that. Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Legend of Zelda 3D Ocarina of Time. Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons. Um, TMNT Out of the Shadows Race. That's going to be an awful game, I'm sure. Uncharted 2. 
hour and a half. There you go. Wow. Uh, ba ba Yeah, there's some crazy cheats for them. Like I forget the guy's name, but yeah. when he was on retro replay, he he really knows some like some oh, crazy Anth- like, Anthony uh, Caliber. Yep, that's it. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden Memories on PlayStation. PS1, baby. I own it. Still sealed. Two hours and 55 minutes. A race. A race. Dude, that that game legit is hard. Like, that is a hard game. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a cool... There, I just said a bunch of really cool (laughs) games, and I'm excited for a lot of that. However, like, where's Super Metroid? Where's Mario 1? Where's Super Mario World? Where's, like, Mario 3? Where's... You know, the old school Pokemon games. I know Crystal Randomizer is in there, but it's a randomizer. Like, give me a race of red and blue. You haven't done that in a long time. So I, I it could be better, but also, you know, who might complain? There's going to be a lot of new runs that I'm definitely excited to watch. Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 have been delayed by Activision. Yeah, don't give a shit. Um, I put it in here because I know these two games are heavily sought after and but with activision and all the things going on there i don't support so i'm going to continue to move on just that it just know that if you're looking forward to diablo 4 or overwatch 2 you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer marvel's midnight suns have been delayed until the second half of 2022 you remember this one from i think it was opening night live yeah it was summer game fest yeah this one was in there um the strategy game the marvel strategy game Mm -hmm. doesn't it's not my cup of tea and I'm not shocked that it's going to be delayed here. I think it was March originally. So we're looking at probably like a six month delay here. Yeah, that's not good. Now we had a huge Elden Ring gameplay blowout. Before I give my thoughts, I want to hear yours, my friend. What do you think of this? I watched what was what, like 15, 20 minutes? I think it was something like that. So, I think it was like 19 or something. Something. Yeah, like it was, dude, this, visually, this game looks freaking awesome. This is, I what's what, Dark Souls? Yeah, from software did Dark Souls, Demon Souls, and yeah. uh, Bloodborne or the, is the, the the biggest one. But yeah, that to me that's the game it, it mostly resembled visually. I thought it looked awesome. I thought a lot of the boss battles looked interesting. Um, it kind of looked a mix of a little bit like a, a Final Fantasy, a little bit of something like that. I kind of want to throw that mixed in with Dark Souls. So I, I think there's a way that I, I probably will pick this up and enjoy this game. But for what I'm showing the gameplay. I think this will look real good on my PS5. Uh, I thought the cool like dragon fight was nice where like the dragon just lands and you're just like, you know what? I'm going to fucking kill you. You're fighting a dragon or the one boss battle you're fighting. Like his hand turns into a dragon's head. He just flame, basically flamethrowers you. Like I was like, wow. I just like want to fight that guy. Yeah, there's no doubt. Remember, they sneakily delayed this game only about a month or so, uh, maybe a month or two, I think like three weeks ago. And so it's nice to be able to come out and then say, um, you know, we know there was delay. They didn't touch the delay, but hey, we know that there was a delay. Here's 15 minute blowout. If other games were smart, shit, that's how you announce the delay. Like yeah. you, you give them this blowout, and then you say, "By the way, it's coming in March now." And everybody's like, "Well, you know what? You just showed me 15 minutes of awesome gameplay. I'll forgive you." Like that's the way to do it. Unfortunately, it didn't. And what I thought about this presentation was it was dry as sandpaper, dude. Like, holy shit, could it have been more boring from like a narration perspective? This is our game, Elden Ring. See, I, I didn't, I didn't mind, I didn't mind the guy's tone, but I think the release date says February twenty fifth. Yeah, and it was supposed to be January twenty second or something like that. They, they remember they delayed it to the twenty fifth, which is the same day as Destiny's new expansion and like fifteen ah. other games. So that kind of sucks. I wish March was the was the play here, but whatever. Bygones be bygones. This game is Dark Souls of the Wild. Like, if this game appealed to you, I don't know how Breath of the Wild couldn't. That's my point. Yeah. If you like, Sam. Breath of the Wild would be right up your alley if this game appeals to you. 
And so it might not be as like stunning, gorgeous, obviously. Um, and remember, they showed the PC build today, not the PS5 version, not the PS4 version. They showed a PC, which obviously can show the best graphically. Um, probably scale that down immensely for the PS4. Probably not so much for the PS5. PS5 can handle a lot. That thing's a fucking monster, um, especially with that SSD. But I'm, I mean, I'm just not hyped. I was just gonna have, our boy George R. R. Martin. He helped write it. Him and Hideki Matsuki. I'm just not. Uh, yeah, I'm just not into it though. I'm just not. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie and say uh, this looks like the the game of the year. I, I think I'm. God of War is still the bar. God of War is still gonna be my game for 2022. But I think this could be a nice little appetizer for me in February. Open world, Dark Soulsy type deals like of like I said of the wild as you add that to every fucking game like this but like it Dark Souls from software games have never really done it for me uh, I don't enjoy the gameplay I don't enjoy the brutal difficulty I love hard games I don't love hard games like that there's a difference hmm. the games that punish you versus the games that just feel hard um like Metroid Dread and so I'm I'm happy. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm happy that it's happening. I'm happy that it's coming out so soon. I'm so psyched for it. It's a game I feel like I'm going to watch a bunch of videos on. Like maybe not total gameplay, but like a lot of reviews, a lot of impressions, little yeah. snippets here and there. I'm not going to sit down for a 4-hour sesh and watch somebody play it. But like I'm excited for like this to finally exist in the world and have it be in the conversation because it's been so long since it's been unveiled that people have been wanting this for years and years. I think 5 years now. So like I'm ready for this. It's going to be hyped. I just, I just don't think I'm going to be among the people that are really going to be in on this one. Now, the last story we have in gaming: Spider-Man and Marvel's Avengers finally got a release date. Yeah, Marvel's Avengers can go, uh, just go away, just go away. But we do. They did sneak in somehow. This wasn't like a huge announcement. They snuck it in on a piece of paper, like. It's coming out November 30th, only on PlayStation. My assumption is they didn't make it bigger than it was because they've realized that the fact that you're putting a character exclusively on one console when he has a movie coming out five days later uh, or whatever, um, when the game is now on Game Pass and the people that play it on Game Pass won't be able to play as Spider-Man after Crystal Dynamics has was just like ripped apart by uh, Square Enix saying, or I forget who it was. I think it was one of the Square Enix folks saying like, yeah, they were probably in over their head on this one. Um, this is just a train wreck. And the you fact what? that it's not timed. If it was timed, that's one thing. Wait, if it was I'm... eventually coming to Xbox, Spider-Man, but he's not. And it's just like, that's just such a waste because I'll never did, play it. Did it on the same piece of paper they sit like the, the owner was like, yeah, we realized that we dropped the ball. Vendors was a failure. It, it was just like. I think it was like, I don't know. It was something along the lines of the team. The team was like in over its head or something like that. It's like, what a, what a way. Or like, it it was disappointing monetarily. Like you had one job. Your job was to make an Avengers game where we could just play as the Avengers for 20 hours and then pick it up another game. But no, you wanted to make it a live service game. You wanted to make this, you know, money on this perpetuity. Microtransactions at the ass. And two different times. You put out microtransactions and pulled them back because the community said, what are you doing? This game already blows and you're going to make this it even worse. fucking trash. You want us to pay more out. And now, like it's like I said, it's on Game Pass. So if you want to play it, you can, which is great, but not Spider-Man. Yeah. 
can't do that. And it's not even worth your time. Don't bother. If you've Save played Marvel's Avengers, don't even go back into it. Guardians of the Galaxy. Play that. That game is getting just everyone I see on Twitter is just raving about it. Play that instead. Go play Gotham Knights. Go play any of the Arkham games. Go play Suicide Squad. Kills the I, mean, I don't know about so that Go one. play Rocket League. You'll go have play, a better I'm time. just talking about superhero games. Like, Go play Spider-Man. Go play Miles Morales. Single player experiences where you can have a story, a beginning, a middle, and an end, and you move on. Because that's the way a video game should be played. Not this games as service bullshit. You want to do that with a fighting game or something where you add new characters or stages or a racing game where you add new tracks and cars? Fine. But a gosh darn story game where you just keep adding characters and expansions it doesn't make sense we don't want it you fucked up (laughs) bad on this one i'm just i'm over it let's move on uh to my impressions of an ep heart attack man thoughts and prayers the thoughts and prayers ep thank you so much to our friends at big picture media for the opportunity to review this and i was so excited we were approached they said hey we would love you to uh review heart attack man their new EP, Thoughts and Prayers. I like Heart Attack Man. So I said, hell yeah, would actually love to do this. And they said, here you go. With you know, here's here's what you need. And so I turned it on, was very, very excited. Until I started hearing it. And I mean Uh-oh. that, yeah. And, and I and I hate that I hate to do this. Like I hate to be that guy. But this is one of the most disappointing EPs I've heard all year. Uh, I've listened to it enough times to know that I feel that pitch black, the single that they released before the the EP came out was 100% intentional because they knew that the gen pop would think that this was the only good song out of the five. Um, Mm. They, they went top heavy and they released their best song and pitch black's a great song. Like this EP is saved by pitch black and leap year out of the five songs pitch black. I would say is a genuinely very good song. Leap year is a good track. But puke thoughts and prayers and cool to me are what what type of music are we talking about? Uh, sugar free some forty one. Oh wow! <laughs> like what? Like what? Kids in the early two thousands wanted to be when Fat Lip came out. Like you know how we live in Philly, okay? Right? We live in a very densely populated Philadelphia neighborhood, so there's lots yeah. of houses on every block. Yeah. You ever walk by someone and their garage is open and there's a bunch of kids playing shitty music, trying to be a band? That's what the first, like, that's what I felt like this was, was made in a garage in a day. And that's not to take anything away from the artists. And that's not to like shit on Heart Attack Man, because like I said, I'm a fan. I like Heart Attack Man. This EP, however, I feel like is a little undercooked, needs... Needed a little bit more love. And I think they threw one out there for us with pitch black to the pop punk, to the, you know, to the, I guess the gen pop, the casual fan. Yeah. They knew that that was the track that everybody was going to go for and dig. And they really, I, I don't want to say phoned it in because I never want to take anything like the visual, like the, the vision or the integrity out of a piece of music yeah. to them. They love it, but puke thoughts and prayers and cool to me. The first three checks in his record. I really was wholly disappointed in and uh, I won't ever turn it on again. And that, and because only two songs out of the five spoke to me, 40% of the record, there's no reason for me to come back. So unfortunately I'm out. Um, and I think this would go on the lower end for me. I, even as a heart attack man fan, this wasn't a, this was not what I was expecting 
Um, and I'm sorry to say that that thoughts and prayers, the EP, I, I cannot unfortunately recommend it. Um, but again, thank you to our friends at big picture media. Uh, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> wow. Uh, for the opportunity to review it and, uh, you know, try again. <laughs> Let's move on with your prime time. I'm sorry, not your prime time PSA, your CGC TCG spotlight of the week. Sam, bring us home. Spotlight this week is actually probably one of my favorite hollows in my entire collection. I know you also probably agree with me. This is the Shining Gyarados. This is the first edition Neo Revelation CGC near mint to mint eight centering. We have a nine surface, eight, five corners and edges, both an eight. This is 65 out of 64 secret rare in the set. I mean, if you know Pokemon, you know who Red Gyarados is. Well, I mean, it was Red Eyes out of the damn water, scaring the shit out of the guy on the boat. One of the coolest hollows. First edition, it's... there's not, not I thought there actually would have been more just because I would have figured people would have maybe saved their Red Gyarados just because of what it meant maybe from the show or just, just how rare of a Pokemon it was if you had it in the game. Again, still no CGC pop report. Going PSAs. There's only a total of 809 graded copies. I think this is the... At all the TCG CGCs I've done, this was the lowest pop. I feel like everything else has been in the thousands. Um, there's 55 sevens, 161 eights, 414 nines, and 104 tens. I mean, all I all I wanted, I was going for this in Magic Carp to get in the eight, got him on Magic Eights. You know, to get a, a Pokemon card to near mint to mint is to me is crazy. Pokemon cards you, you, you battled again that more of Yu Gi Oh for me, but. And to get a card that came out in 2001 that is still graded a near mint card, I'm, I'm happy to have it in the collection. One of my favorite Pokemon. Happy to have Shining Gyarados first edition from Neo Revelation. That's going to do it. That's going to wrap it up. I want to say real quick, uh, if you heard some weirdness going on, lots I mean, of... There was fireworks going on all night. There's fireworks going on all night. There's, a, there's an international holiday, so there's one. Number two, lots of dogs. But also technical issues for me and sam so we're piecing this together over multiple sessions oh my i ripped out my old headphone it was literally in pieces had to like grab a pliers to rip out the piece of my headphones then i found a single headphone from i believe it was my ps3 i have to order new headphones because i don't want to have this for next podcast uh i appreciate all you who uh we both appreciate all you who snuck in and, and you know what maybe you'll dms and say well i couldn't tell greg you're such a good editor um that it didn't come across that <laughs> way it sounded he, like no nah, give it to him he needs it one good session you know it sounded like you guys were just cruising tonight tonight was the toughest episode we've had technically in a long time i'm thankful my computer turned back on because you wouldn't believe halfway through us talking my computer just died just gone see ya and it took me a little bit to get back so yeah to get a text my phone like green glitched and my audio which is i was like we ain't ever getting this episode done and we fucking did unless my computer decides to die in post which i don't doubt it you might never hear this people if you are we've made it uh this was episode 258 thanks for hanging out with us we'll see you next week for episode 259 fucking clippy hey.